The Firestorm Podcast number 28 coming today with our guest Raj Gwendu. This is a really fun show because we talk a lot about people being supernaturally healed. It happens so often now. But wow, when we get someone like Raj who was supernaturally healed and then he can come on and testify to what was going on from his perspective, it's just a really cool additional layer. So I think we all understand that the Holy Spirit still touches people, still heals people. But it's always so cool to hear from the people who were healed and what we can learn from them. That's on today's show. Good evening, my friends. Firestorm Live broadcast coming to you. And I know you have a lot of things to listen to. We are thankful for your time. We are going to just encourage and provoke you over this next hour that the Lord loves you so much. And he paid a price for us to not just go to heaven, but to be his love, that his love would fill us in such a way that it would bubble out. Jesus said, out of you will come rivers of living water. And I, for a long time for me, I'm like, well, I wonder kind of what is that? It's just a analogy is just a symbol. What does that really mean? And I have learned, I have seen, I've seen what those rivers of living water look like, what it feels like. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit just moving through regular believers. So I like to bring on guests that are what I call regular believers. They're relatable. They're people just like you that the Lord has just done something beautiful with. And, you know, God is not a respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. So this this is not about being an elitist. It's not like this is only available to the high priest once a year. This is available to every single believer. And by this, I mean being his love in action every day as part of your normal life. And we see the coolest stuff. So my guest today is Raj Gwendu. Raj, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on. It's going to be fun. You know, Raj and I, we've actually been friends for, we were just saying, almost 20 years. And that's an exciting thing when you can say you have a friend for that long. And you've seen um, me develop. You've seen the Savior Martial Arts Ministry develop. You were on the board of directors for many years. And you've seen the growth pattern in that. And we were just talking before the show it was in March 2018 that something really cool happened for you. You met Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, it was, uh, <laughs> June, June 2018. In June 2018, not March, June yeah. 2018, you met Arnold, and I remember us talking about it. Correct, yeah, that was uh, quite an exceptional year. It was when I had my book published, actually, okay. and that whole year seemed like it was going to be a phenomenal year. Um, met Arnold, not only Arnold, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, those folks out in not in that part of the world. <laughs> yeah. So you have a mental timestamp for June 2018. I have a mental timestamp for June 2018 because that's when the Lord just rocked my world, transformed my world. Uh, and I was actually with your son, Jeremiah, who's been on this show. Um, that June, we went to an equipping seminar and the two of us just got a vision. The Lord, it was a revelation, really. It wasn't a, it was just the Lord. I mean, the Lord just gave up a revelation of his goodness and his love and that he wants to touch hurting people every day, everywhere we go, that we're not waiting on him to do anything. He's already done it all. He's waiting on us. And I stepped into this incredible odyssey of seeing the sick healed and you know, now the dead have raised and I've seen blind eyes open and all these things. And uh, you were part of that. Yeah, you know, what was interesting is that since they were both defining times, I remember distinctly 
that you had you had come to me and you were telling me about you know working in the spirit and and the gifts and miracles and you know that was something being in in church for as long as i have been and i think that's 20 something years and i'll lose track that is something that we have always wanted to see but it was almost like it was the thing that we didn't see the the healings the love and and so forth and when you came to me like that uh, i wasn't skeptical but i thought oh well this is great you know let's see let's see what's going on and and it was from that time forward there was a so you said I knew you for 17 years, and yes, it was up until that time I knew there was a, it was such a radical shift, it was very noticeable. Yeah. And it was then that I actually started seeing and experiencing through my son the miraculous, yeah. and that was a defining moment on that side of the house for me as well. And you know, it impacted my family, obviously. Mm-hmm. My son is, is doing this, and so I saw you do it, and it's continuing to this day, and it's, it's you know, it's great to see. Yeah, and that's what the Firestorm broadcast is about. It is about making this normal for all of us. This is if you are a believer, if you have confessed Jesus as Lord, then the word says that you cross over, you it says you were darkness, you are now light. You've crossed over for now there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. The very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. And wants to get out, basically. And what does that look like? So I embarked on just an odyssey, really, of obedience. I had never prayed for the sick. I mean, I had prayed for sick people. We've all prayed for sick people. I had never seen anybody healed, ever. I'd seen a lot of people die. I'd never seen anything happen. And I just kind of embarked on this odyssey of I am audacious enough. Okay, Lord, you said... Nowhere in the scriptures does he say to pray for the sick. He says to heal the sick. You know, he says to cast out devils, raise the dead, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. And I always thought that, well, that's Jesus. Jesus is doing that because he's Jesus. I'm, he's, I mean, he's God, obviously. So that's why he could do that. And the Lord just showed me through many scriptures, Philippians chapter two is a good one, that Jesus didn't do anything as God, he did it all as a man in perfect relationship with God. And that's not to diminish his divinity at all. He's 100% God, but he fasted the divinity because he never cheated. He never like hit the God buzzer in his back pocket. He never cheated. He did it all as a man in perfect relationship. So therefore, I'm a man. I'm in perfect relationship because of the cross, not because of what I can do, but what he did. So I was just audacious enough to try. And I remember you came in and you came into the karate school with your little girl, who's actually not that little anymore. She just turned 13 in January. Okay. Um, And you were on crutches and limping really bad. And that's noticeable because um, if you can't see Raj on the video feed, which we're on video feed now on Facebook Live and be on YouTube later, if you can't see him, uh, he's in great shape. You know, he's fully grown. You're in your 50s. And he's uh, in the shape of a 30-year-old for sure, guys, maybe a 20-year-old. Thanks. And, no, I mean, yeah, I look up to you, my man. It's, it's impressive. So to see him limping, not even limping, um, you were – unable to walk on crutches that's right what happened so yeah so it's funny 2018 started off really great and then so stuff happened right one of my one of my good friends passed away tragically and then right a month later i had an accident 
And this accident, I walked away from, totaled my car, but I was thinking right, two weeks before that, wow, I'm feeling really good, you know, I'm feeling in the best health. So I have this accident, and now I'm on the road to recovery. It sets you back, you know, you're shaking up. And then it was February of 2019. Yep. So I'm, I'm on the road to recovery. I'm feeling really good. And so I, I took my son, Lucas, with me. We were at Mount Trashmore, and I would, uh, you know, go there and, and do fitness stuff because a lot of people go there to work yep. out. And I just thought, you know, this is great. We go uphill. So <clears throat> I was feeling myself, as so they would say. <laughs> and so we were running up the hills. And uh, Like running stairs or run, running on the grass? Well, this is the problem. <laughs> So normally we do the stairs because the stairs, you know, they offer more stairs. It's a little bit more, little bit more stable. And um, there was a lot of people there. So the, they were going up and down the stairs. So I said, you know, let's just do the hills. And I guess my ego, you know, they say don't be prideful. So I was feeling prideful. And I told my son to videotape. Let's, let's videotape this. We could put this later up to motivate people. And so I did one of him and he ran up fine. So I got down there. And your son is how old? And Lucas... Uh, He's like he's 30. 30 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, it's he, actually 30, 31. Okay. So but <laughs> he, but he was like 30 at the time. Yeah. And, uh, so he's so a, he know, ran up no problem. I ran up no yeah, problem. Yeah, it should be know. easy. Youth, youth. <laughs> so uh so it's my turn and I I start running and you know I'm feeling pretty good and about a quarter of the way up, quarter to halfway up I get this knife feeling, you know, it's like I'm running up and all of a sudden it felt like someone took a knife and stabbed it right in the back of my leg, kind of like where the hamstring connects with the calf. And at that point I had to stop immediately. There was no more running after that. (laughs) And I told my son, I gave him the cut signal. (laughs) And so he stopped recording and, and I hobbled up the stairs, uh, I mean, the the ground. And that was the problem, you know, running on dirt, what happened was the dirt gave way. Okay. My foot slipped. And, you know, if you've ever heard sports injuries, sometimes football players can be stepping backwards and they slip and they tear an Achilles. Yeah. Well, I slipped and I, I tore my calf and my hamstring. So and both I know, calf and hamstring. Yes. It's basically the whole back of your leg, all the major big muscles. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like I said, I hobbled up. I couldn't extend my leg fully. Uh, you know, anytime you have an injury, you've experienced this, you know, I've had shoulder surgeries, you've had your breaks, you don't feel it right away. There's a lot of adrenaline going on, endorphins are flowing to the injury. And so, you know, I limped my way to the car <laughs> and I drove myself home, but there was a lot of pain. And so the next day I go, I go to the doc and he said, yeah, you know, you have your, you tore your calf and he wrote me a note because I travel a lot at the time driving and I knew I couldn't drive long distances. So he, he wrote me a note. I couldn't find the note, but I knew, you know, yeah. this was going to be needed. And so I did get crutches and I don't know if we want to continue with what <laughs> happened next, but I did, you know, I did get crutches. I was in a lot of pain. Needless to say, I was getting pretty despondent because I was on the road to recovery. And now this is going to set me back even further. And you had a family vacation. And, and the bad up. thing is that yeah. that next week we were going to be in Florida. We were going to Disney World. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to do this? I'm on crutches right now. I know this type of injury, the recovery is at least six weeks. You know, soft tissue injury. Uh, I've had lots of them. <laughs> You're, you've had lots yeah. of them. I hate sports injuries because the soft tissue injuries, you think they're better and then they just get re-injured so easily and they become chronic and then that changes your game on so many levels. So sports injuries, I'd almost rather have a bone break 
than a sports injury because at agree. least a bone break you, you know what you're going to do it's going to be you know nine weeks or whatever and it's going to heal i've had those two but the soft tissue yeah straight uh, it tears and sprains are the worst yeah months and maybe longer and then when it's feeling better then you do something minimal like step off a curb or sneeze wrong <laughs> and you tear it you hurt it again mm-hmm so, all right. So you tear your calf and your hamstring. So both yes. those major muscles. What kind of pain level are you in? Well, I mean, without the meds, you know, <laughs> I'm in a eight, nine on a scale of one through 10. Yeah. So sometimes it could be a 10, move the wrong way. You feel it immediately. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're always feeling it, but there's always, always that one movement you do that it's like, here's that knife again. Oh, wow. And so... Yeah, so you come into the into the dojo, into the karate school with your daughter, and I see you on crutches, and that's odd because you're super healthy. And uh, your son and I just connected. Obviously, he knew about it. Mm-hmm. And I asked you what you did, and you talked about it, told us the story. And what level of pain were you at? And I remember you saying you were about an 8 or a 9. Mm-hmm. You were really high. And then carry on. What happened? Yeah, so it was, it was at that same time, you know, that you and uh, my son were – we're doing this equipping ministry. Yeah. This is right after that. I remember I had heard stories of a few all praying for folks and them being healed. And so I said, why not? You know, yeah. let's, let's give this a shot, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, you, uh, you guys came over and you prayed for me and it was like the first time. I feel like it was time, two prayers. It was two prayers. Okay. So naturally being skeptical, the first time you <laughs> prayed for me, you know, you asked me if I felt anything and I, I kind of moved around a little. I said, well, I didn't really feel anything, but something's different. You know, uh-huh. it I wasn't hurting as much. And then you said, let's do it again. And so you guys prayed again. And at that point, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel uh, any warmness or sensations or anything, but I was able to move a lot better. Yeah. And I said, well, this is, this is really interesting here. Let me test this out. So I decided to walk over to Chick-fil-A because it wasn't that far. And it's uh, anointed. Yeah, it's we anointed. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's know, anointed. That's part, chicken, right? that's part of the healing. It is. It's really <laughs> yeah. the element that matters. So I said, you know, let me uh, go over to Chick-fil-A and, and pick my daughter up some, some food because she was training, and I'm going to walk over there. You left and the crutches. Left the crutches. Yeah. And I walked over to Chick-fil-A perfectly fine, and I'm still in my mind. Am I really healed? You know, <laughs> am I really, you know, is there, is there no pain there for sure? And And I was able to walk, and so... That next week, we did go to Disney. Make a long story yeah. short, there was no more pain the rest of the week. But to really test it out, we went to Disney. I walked around the park as normal. I mean, yeah. there was like nothing. There. That's like, this is like five, a ten ham- miles a day. Yeah. That's this like, is hamstring tear, yeah. you know, calf tear. I know the pain. I know the process. Like I said, I've had two shoulder surgeries. I've had a broken ankle, a sprained ankle. I've been in martial arts all my life, most of my life. Yeah. So I know the recovery process, and I know that those things just don't heal. It was God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So a couple things just for listeners, because the show is about not just telling cool testimonies, although the Lord gets all the glory, because it says in Revelation 19.10 that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So whenever we testify, this is the foundation of the show, guys. Whenever we testify to anything Jesus has done, we are calling forth, it carries within it the spirit of prophecy. It carries within it like a snowball effect of do it again, God. Get your glory, Lord. More, Lord. So that's why we like to share testimonies, not just because they're 
cool and they're great teaching points, but because there are people listening right now Mm -hmm. all over the place, you know, we go out obviously all over regional Virginia, but we're also all over the world in podcasting and YouTube and all the other, you know, venues. Um, And people hear this. And I love the testimonies of when someone says, I was listening to a testimony of somebody getting healed in the same way I was injured. And just by listening to it, I'm healed too. I love those testimonies. So that's really what this is about, is it's just about getting this out into the world, into the ether, so that when people hear it, the Lord gets the glory and it carries forth more. But Raj, I have a a, a couple of questions for you. First of all, what was your level of faith personally and be honest (laughs) when we said oh yeah you're hurt man you know we need to pray for you what was your level of faith in i'm gonna get healed right now how much did you actually expect that you know i didn't i didn't have a high expectation to be honest you know having been around a while in 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 church and stuff and uh, but i did know something was different like i said i knew there was a before we prayed before what was your expectation Pretty low. I really didn't have it. <laughs> okay, so this is the teach. This is teaching point number one. It has nothing to do with the faith of the recipient. So if the recipient is completely, they have no faith. To me, that's never been a bar. That's never been a problem. Okay, um, I I feel like a lot of people have been wounded with that theology where they say they'll tell the sick, sad person in the wheelchair, "Oh, well, you weren't healed because you didn't have enough faith." To me, Jesus never did that. That's like nearly demonic in my opinion. It's not the faith of the recipient that matters. It's the faith of the one praying. So if they don't believe, no problem. Don't think it's a bar. So you show up to the table with, you were kind, (laughs) you're polite, we're friends, but you had a very low expectation that this was going to change. Correct. (laughs) Okay. It took two prayers. Now, prayer number one, I seem to recall that pain changed fairly dramatically. Like you were at an eight and it went down. Do you remember if there was a, you know, a drop the first there, time? There was, and it was the. It seemed like there was just a little bit of tightness, and I think it was more the uncertainty that I said, "Well, let's do it again just to be sure." Okay, <laughs> because. It was unexpected, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's pretty much the most of it. It's like it was unexpected to where it was, was this really happening? Yeah. And, you know, it could have been healed at that point, but it was probably my uncertainty that prompted a second prayer because I just wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. So teaching point number two, we always try to get a gauge ahead of time on their level of pain, or if it's not pain, sometimes it's like immobility, like I can only lift my arm this high, my shoulder's injured, I can only lift my arm to here, I can only bend my knee this far. It might not be pain, but it's you know impingement or immobility. So we always try to get a gauge, and that's why, uh, as I talked to Raj, he said it was at an eight. What that means is zero is no pain, 10 is the worst. And we just ask them, hey, right now, What's your pain like, zero to 10? Most people understand that. They do it at the doctor. If you go to the ER, they're gonna ask you. And you were at an eight. Yes. We pray the first time and your pain goes down to, what do you think? Uh, I'd say 
three of four. Okay, so it cuts in half. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the teaching point. The reason that's valuable and incredibly relevant is because you want to call their attention to it. You want to be able to say, okay, so you were just at an eight, and now you're at a three or a four. You let that sink in. Jesus is healing your body right now because he loves you. But if you didn't have the gauges, people can't really quantify it the same way. Their brain can't really wrap around what's going on because honestly, people don't expect they're going to get healed. They're all like Raj. (laughs) Nobody really is like, oh, I know this is going to happen. Rarely. I've seen that one time, I think. (laughs) Most people are just polite. So when you call their attention to the number, it builds faith. Right. And that's really what we're trying to do here is we're we're coming against the spirit of I call it the spirit of unbelief. That's the enemy in the room that wants to send, you know, thoughts of unbelief, those ideas of unbelief. And they really sap. They sap the power. It's uh, I've seen it over and over. So we want to come against the spirit of unbelief. And we do that by calling their attention to that gauge. You went from an eight to a three and a four. And, and that's when we say, okay, let's pray again. So we pray again, and then what? And then I'm like, well, should I do laps? But, <laughs> well, you know, you, you're kind of not feeling the pain, and, and you're not sure. Well, for me, I'm like, well, this is strange. You know, what should I do? I In a way, it's kind of like, I feel like I'm fine, but I don't want to do anything to re-injure myself in case I'm yeah. still injured. You're being nervous. Yeah. Being nervous. So that's when I decided. And there's wisdom there. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily unbelief, but that, that's wisdom. So after prayer number two, what was your pain level like? Then I, I wasn't feeling the pain. So it went it went away. It, it went, went away. Zero. And that's yeah. when I said, you know, well, maybe I should walk over. Yeah. Maybe I should test this a little. And, you know, my test was to, to walk a distance that I would not have been able to walk without the crutches. Yeah without pain. And so that was fine. And I'm thinking, okay, wow, this is something else, you know, it was a first, you ever have that surreal feeling to where (laughs) you never experienced something before and you're kind of in your mind, you're saying, is this really happening? I don't know if I can put that into words, but it's kind of like you're walking in a dream state. Okay. Like you're waiting for any moment for the pain to come back, but it doesn't come back. Yeah. And then you're, you kind of realize you're okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was like that. Amen. So more teaching points kind of with that is we always want to get the gauge, call their attention to as it changes. And, you know, people say, well, what do I do if it doesn't change? We pray again anyway. It, you, you always pray again, whether you don't see a change or you see it cut in half. I mean, once in a while, I'll see pain go from like a high level, an eight or nine to a zero in one prayer. I love that. That's amazing. Honestly, that might be 10% of the time. 90% of the time, it either doesn't change at all or it goes down incrementally. Like, yeah, it was an eight and now it's a three or four. Okay. And then we pray again. And and those prayers, like how long did, that, did each of those prayers take? It wasn't remember? more than a minute. No. You know, it wasn't one, <laughs> it wasn't this long, drawn out, eloquent type of uh, – in, incantation, invocation. None of, of that prayer. stuff. So Love that's it. a crucial <laughs> point is that we keep this really short, folks. This is not about you. It's not about you pontificating with your hand in the air and looking like the man. It has nothing. In fact, if that's your position, then you're probably not going to see much. Um, the prayers are really, really short, and it would sound something like this. So if I was praying for your leg today, Raj, it would be something like, 
Father, thank you for always hearing our prayers. You love us. You're such a good dad. I thank you, Lord, right now for complete wholeness and healing in Raj's leg. And then I talk to the leg. (laughs) I speak to the body, and I'm like, leg, on the authority of Jesus Christ, all muscles knit back together right now. I command all pain go and just you talk to the body. Command the body in what to do. In Jesus' name, to his great glory, amen. Something like that. Really, really, really short. In fact, shorter is better. I have a friend that just basically lays a hand on his shoulder and says, be healed in Jesus' name. He doesn't get into any more than that, and he's seen amazing things. That's my friend uh, Jared Lasky. You could check him out from Fireborn Ministries. Amazing man of God. So we command the body. We speak to the body. All the pain goes away. There's still a little bit of tension, a little bit of pre- of uh, tightness, you said. The first time, yeah. Yeah. And then the next point is you got to have them check it. you got to have them check it. This is really where... I would say the vast majority of the supernatural healings that we see, it happens when they check it. And I think this goes back to, um, you know, the scriptural support for this is Jesus and the paralytic, where he says, pick up your mat and walk. So with you, Raj, there was a, okay, check it. What did that look like? Put down your crutches and walk a quarter mile to Chick-fil-A. That's right. right. And, you know, I would have... Never thought to do that. There was pain there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, I couldn't walk without the crutches when I came in. So that was, to me, the test. Yeah, and that, that's the check it. You leave your leave the crutches behind and, and let's go see. And like I said, I had, another, I had a, an upcoming family vacation to where, you know, I really didn't want to be injured the whole time. I didn't want to injure myself <laughs> again. So I... I didn't, like I said, I didn't run laps, but I did a good enough of a walk to where I knew, I knew that this is real. Yeah. You know, my, my leg's better. Amen. Amen. And then, yeah, you go to Disney and golly, you can walk five miles and 10 miles a day it was, there, It right? was like nothing ever happened. It, <laughs> yeah. You know, that was the amazing thing. It wasn't like, it wasn't even a thought. The thought never came back in my head that, oh, my leg might be injured. Yeah. I was, you know, operating as normal to where I'm okay. And then the doctor had said it would be weeks and weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, hamstring. Weeks just to even – six weeks is like the benchmark before you can even start really testing it. That's not even getting back to full speed with a muscle tear. That's, like you said, usually a month's process. Yeah. I hate I hate soft tissue injuries, but I also see a fair amount of them because of my work, you know, where my industry is. So uh, we see a lot of of cool things like this. So, yeah. So I was thinking as we're preparing the show, Raj, and Jesus says in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, he says, you know, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. This is Matthew 28, 19. He says, I have been given all authority on heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. You know, that go and make disciples, when you get back to original languages and all that, it's very active. It's as you go. It's like a normal outreach as part of your normal day. Therefore, as you go, which means as you do life, as you walk around, as you go to the grocery store, as you get coffee, as you go get your tires worked on, as you go, go and make disciples. And we all spend time in places where we see hurt people. 
where we see people with crutches. We see people with a knee brace. We see people with a shoulder thing. You know, it's very, very common. And I just want to encourage listeners that we're not waiting on God to do anything. He's already done it all. The way we know that is you just look at the cross. (laughs) When Jesus said, it is finished, that's what he meant. It, all of it is finished. Salvation is purchased. And not only salvation, but we are healed by his, the cross, by his stripes, we are healed. He paid for not only our salvation, but also our healing. All of it is finished. And now we don't have to wait on God. He already did it. He's waiting on us. So when you see people that are hurting, this is an opportunity to step in, in love, always in love, which we're going to talk about more, always in love. And through that love, that's the particle that Holy Spirit rides on, I think. So from knowing you, Raj, for all these years, we already had a close relationship. We already knew each other. Your son is with me, obviously a love relationship. Um, But if I had to put a gold star by the most important part of all of this, it would be we operate in love first. And then you'll see the Lord show up. But if you're just finding a limping guy in Walmart and you chase him down, sir, sir, let me pray for your knee, that's not love. That's targeting. And that's weird. And please don't ever do that. Um, we've all been accosted by you know, various salespeople that we don't want to talk to, you know, have you considered extending your long-term service on your car, that thing, or replacing your windows? And we don't make eye contact. When we walk into the place, we just keep going because we know they want something from us. When you connect with somebody in love, you don't want anything from them. You just want to be love. And what I remember from you is this was just an opportunity to show love to my friend who's hurting and I believe that is a massive particle that carries things so every week we have the honor of sharing current updated testimonies of regular believers just like you Christians that are moving in anointing moving in gifting moving in the presence and power of Holy Spirit, and they are seeing people healed. They are seeing people receive Jesus in the public square. They're seeing people restored, and they're seeing families restored. They're seeing husbands and wives get back together because of a chance encounter in the line at the bank. They're seeing people that were wounded and injured put down their crutches and walk a quarter mile after a one-minute prayer or several 30-second prayers that turned into a total of one minute. This is happening, and it's happening all over. So our honor is to just share those testimonies to the great glory of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in with us. And our guest today is Raj Gwendu. Raj had a supernatural healing a couple years ago, and he's sharing about how it just completely surprised him because his expectation that he was going to be healed was... Zero. Zero. There was none. There was no expectation. Maybe it was a negative number. (laughs) He was being polite. And I was using it as a teaching point that as you do this, the faith of the recipient, it's not really about that. It's not about the person you're praying for if they have faith. So you can't blame it on them. 
the faith is going to be your faith. And faith rises. What's the word say? Faith will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Faith will rise as we practice. Anything not done in faith is sin. Oh, that's a tough one. That is tough. That's a tough one. And, uh, you know, as we learn to practice faith, I equate it to it's like a muscle. And when you start getting back to the gym, if you throw 185 pounds on the on the flat bench, because that's what you did when you were 25, we all know what's going to happen. You're going to rip something. You're going to be out of the gym for a year, and you're not going to want to go back. But what we do, what do we do? We start with the weight of the bar, and it feels embarrassing. <laughs> and then we add a little bit, and we add a little bit, and we add a little. Faith is the exact same way. So here is an activation homework. Your goal is, as you go, Father, you love everyone I'm going to see today. Lord, would you just give me your eyes? Let me see them the way you do. In Jesus' name. And then go do life. But be aware that you prayed that today. And as you're standing in line in the grocery store and you're talking to the checkout girl and the Lord calls your attention to something about her, positive, some encouraging statement, and you see in her eyes that she's relieved that somebody said something nice to her. You are being that love, and the Lord is going to then continue to open that door. And who knows? The next thing is um, you may be able to speak life into that girl. Now, we're going to pivot a little bit of the second half of the show, and Raj, just your life. Um, You've walked with the Lord since you were a young man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, had a relationship, but not really walking. I think that really started more so in the 90s, in the 1990s. And that's when, you know, made a deliberate decision to really, really have a relationship with with the Lord. Instead of just saying a prayer. Instead of just saying a prayer. Going through motions. Going through the motions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. I do. I was (laughs) the same way. I thought I was doing everything right. Like I said, the prayer, I'm staying married, legit with my wife, not cheating on my taxes, uh, trying not to speed, you know, all the things that we do. And I felt like the Lord was holding out on me. I'm like, there's a block. There's something between us. No, there's not a block. Why? Because Jesus on the cross, because of that sacrifice, the veil is torn. There's now nothing separating me between my father in heaven. We are, it's an open conduit. So it doesn't matter what I feel. It just it matters the way I perceive that relationship. He's already done everything. And Raj, you said to me as we're preparing for the show, you said, you know, I'm not really doing as much as you guys are. I'm not, you know, I'm not in, at work. I'm, I'm not praying for people because I'm on the phone. I'm in my office at home. I'm not seeing people. This is true. So is that telecommuting? Is that pretty much what you do? You're on Zoom and phone calls all the time? Yeah, and you know it's because we've had this thing happen the last that thing that, <laughs> that little thing. that thing that changed the whole world that, that happened you know about eighteen a year and a half ago yeah and it changed everything and I just thought okay you know what I think that's a major element for the show that I want to encourage people yeah, in because it's happening everywhere how do we continue to be love and continue to be the hands of Jesus to hurting people if we're not face to face. Is that possible? How can I do that? And I just thought that the Lord said that's something we should hit on in this show. 
Yeah, because, you know, society shifted and this is the world we live in right now. And we don't know when it's going to go back to the way things were. You yeah. Know? I have several friends. One I talked to today, he said, yeah, I'm never going back to the office. I'm going to work at home for the rest of my career. I'm like, go you. He <laughs> loves it, right? Uh, and plenty of people now have that normal that they just do their job from, you know, their home office or their kitchen table. But we have a model. Jesus said, as you go. As you go, make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How do you do that if your only connection with people is over a Zoom call or over the telephone? And even so, people today, you know, they're not as approachable because they some of them have this apprehension now. Mm-hmm. They might not want you to approach them. They might not want you to put hands on yeah. them and, and so forth. So it, the dynamic has definitely changed, and it it's is. the challenges we face. Yeah. But I am here to encourage you, my friends. So, you know, in Jesus's time, obviously they had no cell phones, obviously. They had no media, telephone, television, all that, obviously. What did they have? They had messenger servants. They had messengers that ran notes and messages between parties. And we have the example of the centurion's servant, right? This is Matthew. It's in Matthew 8. It's also in Luke uh, chapter 7. And basically there's a centurion. He actually built a synagogue in Capernaum. And uh, the centurion's servant is sick. He's actually dying. And the centurion, obviously a Roman, a Roman trying to get in connection with a respected Jewish leader was really bad because the respected Jewish leader would be ceremonially unclean because he connected with this Gentile, you know, Roman. So the there's a risk going on here. The centurion gets a hold of Jesus through a messenger and says, this about my, my servant is dying. Um, and Jesus says, I will come heal him. Maybe the centurion had the wherewithal to understand that a respected Jewish leader would be a ceremony unclean and he was not going to put Jesus in that position. I don't know. But I know he said this. He said, Lord, he said, I am a man under authority. I tell that servant, go do this, and he does it. I tell that one, come, and he comes. I tell that one, go, and he goes. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. Jesus gets so excited. He goes on to say, I have not seen more faith in all of Israel. This was the hall of fame. And he says, okay, your servant is healed. The centurion gets the messenger. The messenger says, yeah, it happened at exact that time. Yesterday, your servant is healed. He's up, he's moving, he didn't die. The fever's gone, all those things. So I equate, that's our scriptural foundation for healing over a zoom call yeah it's a perfect example i mean it was made for this time it It was yeah healing over a phone call so don't think that you need to be in physical contact although that's why is that a, a superior model i think because the person can feel loved they can know that the the Like I say, the love particle that the Holy Spirit rides on is more tangible when you're right there in front. But if not, you can still convey that. So if you spend your day on the phone with various people, you know, you have clients, you have, uh, you know, sales opportunities, whatever you have, I just want to give you a, a, just an equipping point or two to encourage you. You know, I have a dear friend that does this all the time. 
His name's Stephen Casey, and he moves in a level of anointing that I am just thrilled to be his friend, just to be over. I just want to be in the room when Stephen prays for people because they're just they're just getting healed all over the place, and it's glorious. And he's such a sweet-hearted man. Um, so he does this. He tells that person on the phone, he's like, hey, you know, you've been so kind today. He says something encouraging. Thank you for spending the time to encourage me on this or whatever you're teaching me or whatever you're trying to sell me or whatever they're trying to do. Hey, thank you for that time. Thank you for your heart on this. And he says, hey, when we get off the phone, uh, if there's anything I can pray for you for, uh, when we get off the phone, this is what I do. I pray for people. After we hang up, I'm going to pray for you. How can I pray for you? And there's usually a moment of processing where the person kind of thinks through that because that's very not normal, and they'll share. You know, I'll never see you. You'll never see me maybe again. It's very a distance. And he was just sharing with me that just this week um, he had that same situation, somebody on the phone, and he said that, hey, thank you for being so great with this. Hey, when we get off the phone, um, I, I'm going to pray for you. How can I pray for you? And the woman says, you know, I'm very sedentary now. I had a heart attack. I've got, you know, that I'm recovering from. I have chest pains and back pain. And she goes on to explain her, you know, physical woes. And Stephen says, oh, well, let me pray right now for that. So the goal is that you would actually pray then when they hear you. You tell them I'm going to do this after we hang up, which is true, you can, but if they give you something that is immediately poignant where you can show love, you want them to hear it. So Stephen prays for this lady quickly over the phone and speaks to the heart and speaks to the pain and commands the body on the authority of Jesus. All of her pain goes away. The heart attack pain, um, which she had had historically and was just recovering from, the chest pain, the back pain, all of that, in a moment goes away. And she's like, hallelujah, the woman is praising Jesus on the other end of the phone. What would it be like if that was your day? What would it be like if every day when you're connecting telecommuting with people, your close on your phone calls was, hey, uh, this is just something that I do. You know, we're all really distant now, and I'm trying to just get back to being. I miss people. So, hey, here's what I do. Hey, after we get off the phone, I'm just going to pray for you really quickly. I think it's just a, a way that I can show you how much God loves you. So how can I pray for you? See what they say. And then pray for them. Do you think that would build relationship with those people in a positive way? I think it totally would. Uh, do you think it would build rapport that people knew that you cared about them? Yes. Is that going to help in your relationship with them? Yes. So this is just a really simple, I'll call it a pro tip from my friend Stephen Casey. Just say, hey, I'm about to, you know, we're going to get off the phone and I would love to just, I'm just going to pray for you quickly. How can I pray for you? And see what they give you. We also do it at drive through windows. It's really cool, really easy. So there's another pro tip, and it is. It's the same thing as the centurion servant, uh, Jesus healing at a distance, uh, and we've seen it just many, many times. So we want you to be encouraged in that. So, Raj, I have one more question for you in the last you know, 10, 15 minutes. Um, I've said before the particle on this, the foundational element is love. Yeah. 
from being in the church for 30-some years, and, and I know you, you are in a real church. You are in a spirit-filled church. The word is preached. People are growing. People transform. People are developing. Obviously, there's always going to be people that are just going through the motions, but I know you have seen the real thing. What would you say to our listeners about the power of love? How crucial is that? Any any thoughts on that <laughs> with your own healing and yeah. anything that the Lord gives you for? Well, you know, this is uh, the most important, I would say, principle of all is love, right? Jesus said that the greatest of all the commandments is to love the Lord with all your heart. And he said, and to love your neighbor as yourself, which I equate that to you show that you love the Lord with all your heart by loving your neighbor as yourself. Cause we don't see God, yeah. but we see his image, right? Cause we are all created in the image of God. And so we are to love our neighbor. And the thing is that, well, who is that? And Jesus answered that <laughs> question and he used an example of people that didn't really get along. And if anyone knows the parable or the story of the Samaritan, the good Samaritan, you know, it was someone that helped someone else who were supposed to be cultural enemies. Yeah. And that is the example of love. And when we talk about love, we're not talking about an emotional feeling to say, I have an emotional attachment. Right. Because, you know, the Bible says Jesus looked upon people with compassion and he was moved with compassion. And I think that's really where it goes is that, we have to be compassionate when we see someone in need. And, and the thing is that how would we want others to look at us in mm. our time of need? So if we can, you know, that golden rule, you know, treat others as we ourselves would want them to treat us. And so if we had that level of compassion, and you were saying earlier that we can because we put on love. Yeah. We put on that compassion. And when we look at others, with compassion, when we look at the, and if we can be cognizant of the fact that when we look at people, we're looking at the image of God, right? Mm -hmm. And so how can we demonstrate that we love God is that we have compassion towards his image and we need to remember that. And like you said, that, you know, that is the pulse of which everything moves through. I love that That word. is the fabric that ties us together. I love, that's a great word. You know, the scripture we're referencing here is Colossians 3, it's 14, and it's obviously Paul talking, and he says, above all, after he's given all these, you know, great instructions, um, talking about forgiveness, talking about, you know, um, being tenderhearted, merciful, kind, you know, all these things. Above all, above all these great things, he says, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And some people may hear this and they say, oh, okay, yeah, put on love, be love. I don't know how to do that. It doesn't, it's not natural for me. I grew up in a hard culture, you know, whatever. It's just not my thing. Um, uh, you know, am I out? Am I off the team? <laughs> and I just want to encourage you that the word says, clothe yourself with love for a reason because when i clothe myself i pick up something that may be outside of me a foreign thing and i put it on so if you're feeling like yeah i just i want to have more love but you don't you can't like drum this up you can't like do some heavy lifting and heavy breathing and be like okay now i'm ready to love it's not that it's 
we love because he first loved us. And when you get a revelation for how much your father loves you, and that's what we're going to, we're actually going to pray for the listeners in a minute, that they would get a revelation of the love of the father for them. When you get that revelation of how much the Lord loves you and it burns through all of your junk, then you can put on love. We love because he first loved us. Um, This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's 1 John. But Colossians 3 says, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. So I put on love. I put it on like a coat. No matter what I feel, I just imagine in my, in my head, I'm like, okay, Lord, you say you love me and you want to love through me. So Lord, no matter how I'm feeling right now, I'm just going to put on love because you made me for love. That's who I really am. No matter how I feel, no matter what's happened to me, no matter what my attitude is right now. And I'm going to clothe myself with love. And you imagine yourself putting it on. And you know, when you do that, something changes. And that love will carry you to be able to speak life into hurting people. I have seen this. I've seen this with my wife. I have seen the Lord use her to turn away the spirit of suicide just by kind words, just by being gentle and loving to people. And we've seen, you know, there's a bigger backstory in all that, but we have seen it break the spirit of suicide. Above all, clothe yourself with love. And you can ask for that right now. You can ask for the Lord to show you what that looks like. We're going to pray now, and I just encourage listeners that there's more, that the Lord loves you and he sees you. And if you've already say, I pray to receive Jesus. I feel like there's a block. I feel like there's not a lot of love in my life. I want more. You can going to get it right now because the spirit wants to pour himself out on you. So can we pray for listeners? Do you yes. mind leading that? We're just going to pray that the Lord would fill them with his presence and love and whatever the Lord gives you. Uh, and I'll just pick it up at the end. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Lord Jesus, we do pray for everyone hearing these words right now that, that your spirit would just move on them. Lord, and that they would feel your love, Lord. And, and Lord, I feel like there are those out there that are asking the question, how can God love me? Hmm. And some of them might be even struggling with that because they don't love themselves. Yeah. And Lord, I, I want you right now with your spirit to just move through them and, and give them a revelation that you do Thank love you, them. And before they even heard about your love for them while they yeah. were still doing whatever it was they were doing, that you loved them even then, and you paid the ultimate price so that they can receive that love. And I do pray that you would just move through whatever obstacles they have, whatever, whatever blockages they have, and let them feel your encompassing love all around them to break through whatever barriers yes, Lord. so that they can love themselves and understand how much you love them as well. Thank and I you. thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for moving that way. Thank you, Lord. We just lift up all of our listeners, and we thank you, Lord, for your word. This is anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Thank you, Lord, for just a baptism in love right now for every single listener, that they would have a revelation of your love for them. 
whether you feel it or not. It has nothing to do with your feelings. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. And this is what the Lord says. He says he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So if you doubt how much God loves you, all you do is look at the cross. The cross is his revelation of love for you that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It has nothing to do with your goodness. It has to do with his goodness. He's restoring you to what he originally intended. So I thank you, Lord, right now for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to fall over our listeners, that they would have a revelation of your goodness and your love. And Lord, I just ask you to call forth more, more of that, Lord, that would bubble out of them, that would bubble out of them, out of rivers of living water would come right now and just begin, Lord, as they're, as they're relating to their kids, as they're relating to their spouses, as they're relating to friends and family and difficult coworkers. I I thank you, Lord, for as it changes, you'll remind them that, oh, I didn't used to respond that way. I used to be a lot harsher. And now, what was that? I was, that's different. Yeah, that's, that's Jesus. That's Holy Spirit coming out. Lord, would you just call their attention to the times that you are moving and you are changing? Because it's not us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that it's not us. Thank you that we can't do this on our own, but it's what you're doing in us and through us. So, Lord, would you just get your victory? Would you get your victory right now in all of our lives where the love of the Father would pour out? We thank you over this region, over our homes, over the region of Virginia where we are, over the United States of America. We thank you, Lord, for an outpouring of love over this entire planet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, go big. You know, go big. Why go why big. just pray for our home and our loved ones? We can pray for the whole the whole world. So it needs it. It needs it. So what would you tell people? Um You've seen a lot of cool stuff now. Uh, your son Jeremiah is moving an awesome anointing. He's seen a lot of people healed. Uh, encouragement for folks who are like, yeah, I don't know if I believe it. I've never seen that. It's pretty hokey. They're probably charlatans. They're just trying to get money, whatever. Uh, do you have any words for I folks? was one of those skeptics. <laughs> Being in church for a long time and not really seeing. And then even when experiencing, still having some hesitation. Like, is this really happening? But the proof is in the pudding, and, and like you said, you know, you taught this this method to my to my son, and he's went around with you, and he's experienced it himself, and now, you know, he's out. He's an evangelist preacher traveling, and he, everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes, these things are happening. Yeah. So it's real. It's really happening. It's for today. God's love is changing people, yeah. setting people free, like it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell people, okay, if you don't believe it, fine. Come hang out with me and some of my firestormers for a day. Just come have coffee with us. You know, God does the most amazing stuff. The firestorm team is a just a ragtag group of regular people. <laughs> you know, we uh, we just practice praying for folks as part of our normal life in wherever. You know, um, I was getting a shot in Rite Aid <laughs> and uh, – yeah, that's a backstory that we don't want to talk about. But I managed to talk to you know this young Navy couple that was there, and um, just after a few minutes, waiting to get this thing done, was able to pray for them, pray for their marriage. Uh, they're very touched, and they keep asking, "Where do you go to church? Where do you go to church?" And I keep saying, "It's not about church. It's about being the church." People don't have a grid for that. They we equate any sort of spirituality of you're trying to get me to go to church. 
your church. What if it's not about me trying to build anybody's church? It's about me just being the church. I just want to give you all the freedom as believers. You don't have to market a church. You just have to go be the church. And as you activate in that, you're going to see the Lord touch lives. It's beautiful. So you can find out more about us. Firestorm United is the name of our ministry. We are, of course, on the web at firestormunited.org. You can see old shows, the uh, show notes from the old shows, the testimonies, the whatever evidence we have from the, the different things. Uh, Raj, I think we have some stuff from you. From You have something from your doctor saying you've torn your leg up or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll put up whatever. I'll, put, I'll get that and put that up there. Yeah, Give whatever yeah. whatever we got, we put stuff like that up. We also once in a while we'll get a video of somebody getting healed, which is always super cool because we don't walk around town with a video crew. <laughs> we don't have a small worship band in the background. We're just regular people, so it's it's kind of hard to capture these. But once in a while we get them, and we put those up. But you can find us at FirestormUnited.org, and we're of course on Facebook. Uh, You can see us at Facebook Live every Tuesday at 5.30 Eastern Time, Um, Firestorm United on Facebook. You can connect with us. Uh, We love it when people connect and they share testimonies. You know, we're getting testimonies from people all over the country that are sharing what they're doing. They're like, yeah, I prayed for somebody in, you know, at the produce stand and saw this. And another guy last week prayed for a guy at the produce stand and uh, saw something really a back healed. Somebody else interpreted a dream and that person prayed and receive Jesus. Yeah, this is amazing. It's for every believer. So yeah, connect with us. Let us know how we can serve you. We also do power um, activation seminars where we can come in and just encourage your people and get people moving in this. So it's available for all believers. Connect with us. My guest today was Raj Gwendu. Raj, thank you for the time. Thanks for having me on. Love talking about it. Yeah. Thanks for the the supernatural healing is amazing. But what I really love about you is just the way the love angle, the the factor is love and how we can all do that. Yes. We don't run around seeing people healed every day necessarily, but we can run around seeing people loved every day because that's the Holy Spirit and he wants to move through you. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. In our next episode, we meet lawyer Stephen Casey, and we hear about the power of God that flows through a simple saint and how it's available to you also. As an attorney, Stephen meets with people that are at a difficult place in their life. He's able to speak life, and he's able to encourage them that there's more than maybe what they see in the natural. You got to tune in. It's a great show.